You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You worked all week. Work, 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 work. You didn't have time to look at your fantasy lineups. Son of a bitch. But don't be afraid. That's why we give you Weekend Fantasy Update. And welcome to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network Weekend Fantasy Update. I am Joe Galina. And once again, I'm joined by the man, the myth, the legend, Tony Sincata. Tony, what's going on? Oh, another day, another show. You know, I was <laughs> working with uh, the president last night and taking care of, you know, all the atrocities in the world. And today I'm doing sports radio. Interesting. You were you were uh, working with uh, Mr. Trump? Is that, that yeah, who you were working yeah. to? Wow. Yeah, okay. yeah. We were, we were going over... Um, we were going over, um, we were going over um, velo last night in the attempted mm-hmm. velo to get around some of these uh, missile defense warnings. So he was looking ah. for a little fantasy analysis. Uh, how was the you use a, a trajectory too as part of yes. uh, how to determine? Yeah, okay. Yeah, so we got how, we, uh, sabermetrics could be a, a worldwide phenomenon, just not uh, in uh, MLB and fantasy. Yeah, baseball. so we're, we're yeah we're making our mark. We're getting things done, and um, we're ready and rearing to go. So now we got batted balls in play today. We've got uh, you know touches in in the NFL. We've got everything going on. There you go. And, uh, hey, I, I've been listening to you on the morning shows, the uh, Talking Trash, very entertaining show with you and yeah. uh, Cardano and Meanie. Very entertaining. You think, what's up with that guy? Like, he, I, he seems to be intimidated about getting a massage. <laughs> a microphone we're talking about. Yeah. Uh, well, he, he's, a, he's a, a little edgy in the morning. Like, uh, he was uh, basically uh, the, the big uh, theme I got this week was uh, transitions, right? People were busting his chops about transitions they're going yeah. from one topic to the other and yeah. hey i give him credit standing his ground he's going to do his show his way but uh i, yeah, bet you, I guess you're I right bet thinking you, about it I, I bet you though they they went over like mike's one of those guys <laughs> right when you first get a girlfriend mm-hmm. that you you make love in like 30 seconds and then you realize that you know what it should last longer than that and mm-hmm. that's what's happened on the show is like we ha- we cover like 58 topics every show. <laughs> when you only need like three or four really good ones, then you just hammer it out. So uh, like Mike, he's a, he was a teenage lover at one point, and then he gets older and he gets mature, and he learns how to satisfy a woman in a slow process. I think that's how the show is evolving. There you go. Well, it's uh, I definitely recommend everyone to listen to it. Uh, uh, Eastern time, uh, Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. 6 a.m. Eastern time runs through through 9 a.m. And then uh, Chris Carton yeah. takes over. That's another great show on the network, too. Yeah, uh, the show, yeah. the network's getting very interesting. You know, it's interesting. It really and, 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 so I, I'll, I'll just throw it out there. I'm probably not supposed to, but I will. Um so people, people, there will be people out there listening right now who say, I thought this was a fantasy channel. And the answer, it, it is a fantasy channel. But it's a channel of people who play fantasy that have other hobbies. Like, right. you, have, you, you play fantasy sports, you play fantasy baseball, you play fantasy football, you play DFS, you bet on games. You're a man. It's a man's channel to me. And this incorporates everything. And to be honest with you, I've been doing this a long time. And I, I was on SiriusXM when it first started. I was doing things before everybody else started in this thing. And the one complaint is, oh, you guys stopped talking about baseball earlier than this. I'll tell you what, dictates everything we do, the listeners. Right. And if you listen right now, the Cotton Show's got more listeners than anybody else. The, the, the show in the morning that I do with Mike and them, we have the second most listeners, right? And the, what's happening here is that people like to be entertained as well getting fantasy sports. And so you people that just want the fantasy sports, I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with you. It's just not where we go today, especially people waking up the first thing in the morning. You guys don't go to bed. You're hardcore. You don't go to bed until you know whether your team won or lost. So you already know what happened. Right, right. Yeah, that's a good point. And uh, hey, look, like you said, I mean, uh, football is a year-round sport. We keep on saying this, and it, it is what dictates what goes on uh, on the network. And yeah, we're going to talk fantasy and stuff. But I, you know, even with this little show that we do, I try to, you know, entertain a little bit, bring some uh, topics that I think might be uh, off the grid a little bit that I think that 
people who who listen to the show uh, might have interests in. That's why sometimes we'll talk wrestling. Sometimes we'll talk uh, you sleeping with aliens. You know, I mean, yeah. it, 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 whatever, <laughs> whatever, whatever. You know, it's funny right? is uh, I like. There ain't anyone that does does as much research as me during the day. Like this is my my job, so I do it all day long, and I do I do multiple sports. And every night I'm either gambling and putting DFS lineups and whatever. Um, but the funny part is, the emails I got are about how uh, Tony talked about when you go for a massage. They ask, "Are you the police?" <laughs> Not about any great picks that I give you guys, which I gave you all week, uh, but you want to know about the police in a massage parlor. There you go. Uh, what does that tell you? That tells you that uh, they relate. Your listeners are relating to what you right? Maybe it's happened to them, you know? But uh, I got but, a feeling. Have you met some of the listeners? I'm thinking it has. It might, it might, uh, but you know, we're just having fun here. So, uh, so how'd your week in fantasy go? <laughs> how'd your week? In oh, fantasy I had go? a good week. I got to be honest. Yeah. The first week, I was I was in last place in three leagues and first place in two, and three of the leagues I uh, gained thirty plus points. Uh, yeah. So, uh, people, I I think I've heard it a couple times on the station this week. Don't get crazy. A one week, two weeks in, and try to change your whole roster. You mm-hmm. you spent six months, uh, basically studying, working on your draft, and don't throw it away in one week. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I started. Yeah. Sometimes in the middle of the week, I start making notes for our show, looking for maybe some hot players and cold players. And it's early enough in the season where someone that I might put on the uh, cold list on Wednesday by, by Saturday, you know, he's batting 270 because it, yeah. it could be that much of a swing that just hasn't been enough games. But uh, so I, I agree with you, Tony. Everyone's got to stay patient. I mean, got to be confident in the research that they did leading up to the uh, the season. So I can but, give you a player uh, that I love I love um, that's really turned me on. And today, he's, uh, um, the reason I'm going to give it to you is I'm, I'm trying to put my uh, – Daily fantasy lineup together for Saturday for you people are listening on demand, and mm-hmm. this guy's way too much money because uh, DraftKings has done a good job of adjusting the algorithms to uh, on the prices. To one of the things they do now is they take the day like whoever's the pitchers there, and they take the guy that's first and they jack him up a couple. Of, so this guy's too much money today. But Jamison Tyon from the Pittsburgh Pirates oh, is yeah. absolutely a stud. I, I really, really think whoever picked this guy has got uh, a huge bargain on their hands. I uh, watched two of the starts from start to finish that he pitched. He's a stud. Yeah. Uh, two point, uh, well, let's see, what's his uh, 1.26 ERA? Uh, yeah. 2 0, uh, K per 9, a 10. 1.3 walks per nine. Uh, yeah, he's a guy that's had some, even some, some, some issues in his life. Remember last yeah. year, he uh, had that cancer scare, came back, pitched yeah. well at the end of the season. So yeah, he's definitely someone uh, to he's focus on. He's only 26. On. He's only 26. Mm-hmm. He's six five. Uh, he was the second pick in the draft. This kid is the real deal. And if you, um, you know, he, the problem is you can't trade. Go out and trade for him based on because someone's going to want. Uh, too much for him, but if you're in a trade discussion, you see that guy on the roster, maybe try to get him as a throw-in on some deal. Say, ah, what about the tie-on? You know, he's not been great, but he's pitched good. I'll take a shot on him. You know, try to work it that way because this kid's the deal. Yep. And then when I think of tie-on, makes me want to think of uh, Jerry Cole, who uh, former pirate right now with with the, oh, the uh, Astros. Can I rant? Fourteen. Go ahead. Go ahead. Can I rant on something here? Go for it. Ray Searage is the only pitching coach you ever hear on any fantasy show, right? Mm-hmm. Now we've had two Pirates leave the Pirates and go to the Astros <laughs> right. and become better pitchers. And Charlie Morton and, and Garrett Cole. Garrett Cole didn't strike people mm-hmm. out like he's striking people out in Houston. Mm-hmm. So yeah. what's up with this Ray well, Searage, dude? Well, maybe the uh, Astros pitching coach should be someone to be looked at because that's what, what I'm what saying. With Ver, Ver, Verlander, right? What happened yeah. with Verlander when he left the Tigers? So all of a sudden, he went back to uh, you know the the, the mid '90s, you know, early 2000s when he was lights out. Yeah, what's going on here? Hmm. Yeah, and I expected him to do more with Ivan Nova too. 
I think Ivan no I think is he's not that good. That's the problem. No. You got to have a little talent. <laughs> is that the uh, the underlying factor there? The underlying is like you, you know you can't make something out of nothing. Um, mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like you're not yeah. going to have Melissa McCarthy come in and say, "Hey, we would like you to make her Bo Derek." Hmm. That's true, I guess. Yeah. All right. So, uh, what's everybody talking about in baseball? They talk about weather, right? I mean, uh, we finally got some yes. warm weather though for a couple of days in the Northeast. But uh, two games canceled this afternoon. Right. The Yankees were canceled. And what's this? What's the second one? Yankees Tigers were canceled. And the second one is the White Sox and Twins. Right. Right. All right. So I mean. Is there anything – I mean, we know why the, the season started so early this year. Uh, yeah. Players looking for more days off, and, and also it helps with scheduling in terms of, you know, when there's rainouts and whatnot. I'm sure I'm not the first, one, first person to suggest this. Maybe uh, they should play some of their regular season games, the Major League Baseball, uh, in, in Florida. Maybe extend spring training but make the games count for a couple of weeks. What do you think of that? Um, that's not a bad idea, but it's mm-hmm. not a good idea either because, um, yeah, I know. You, sell, you sell season tickets, they would yeah. sell out. I think it would hurt the home team attendance, but here's what I'm going to say. There's nothing wrong with what's happening now. And the reason being is that the games get canceled, right? Mm-hmm. Then they get made up when the weather's better. And they uh, they're separate admissions, so the teams make more money than the eight thousand people that are going to show up for an April game in the rain. This is all a benefit to the clubs. Mm-hmm. Now, who suffers are the games that actually get played, and the two hundred people that show up because it's thirty two degrees and it's the White Sox versus the Padres, and people don't want to go to the game. Right now, I think that. There's nothing wrong with it from the Major League Baseball standpoint. And the problem is the games that actually do get played. Mm. Do you think uh, with the, there's been a proliferation of, of injuries? Is it in our mind? Or have the, has there been a couple more? And maybe could you some of that be a contribution of a little bit of a colder weather? I don't think there's any more injuries. That's, yeah, it this. seems there is, but yeah, we say this every year, right? I think, well, with the advent of the 10-day DL last year, we said the same thing. I think it's what happened with the 10-day DL is that you miss three or four days. You just automatically go on the, on the DL. I think it's, right. it's, it started last year with the change in the rules. Mm-hmm. And this 10-day DL is interesting, too, because you could throw somebody on the 10-day DL, but it doesn't mean that they come back in 10 days, right? I mean, right. They could stay. Right. They could stay on for a while, which is, you know, pretty interesting. But uh, yeah, no, no, there's no end to it. Like you, you can stay on there for, like, you only have so many ten. And I don't know what the number is off the top of my head, and you only have so many ten day DLs. It's at least five, whatever it is, and then you mm-hmm. can move them to sixty day DL um, there. So that's as we saw with the Mets situation with Travis Dino. Mm-hmm. Well, I've got one team where I've got six guys on the DL. Yeah. <laughs> I've got Odor, uh Will Myers, Jed Jerko, Christian Yelich, and now uh, Denilson Lamette, done for the year, Tommy John surgery, and uh, yeah. CC Sabathia. CC. How did he get hurt? Uh, I, he came out of a game early. I don't know. I think it was his hip. He yeah, seemed to be like, okay what's... running out in the field during the brawl the other night. Yeah, that was something, huh? <laughs> Red Sox, uh, Yankees always make for interesting games. I mean, uh, you're uh, you still a Red Sox fan, even though you moved uh, down oh, south? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I went to the Red Sox uh, Tampa game on Easter. Mm, okay. There were twenty thousand Red Sox fans and two hundred Tampa fans and two hundred like Yankees fans. It's like you know, I don't hate the Red Sox. I'm a Yankee fan or whatnot. It's like the the Batman and Joker, right? They don't want to destroy each other. They need each other. They need each other to, to, to survive, right? That was even a line for one of the Batman movies. <laughs> you know, like Joker said, I don't want to kill you. You know, you, you keep me going. But uh, it's, it's going to be an interesting year that uh, this, this little brouhaha started so early. You know, and Do you think this Yankees team's as good as advertised? No, I don't. It's not. It definitely is not. No, no. I, I can't believe... That they came in with this pitching staff. Like, this pitching staff is not good at all. 
Well, Severino, right? We were a little concerned. So far, I like I him. Know he had that little hiccup. Yeah. The first big game he wins will be the first. You know, will be the first. I mean, he did pitch well in the postseason. He didn't pitch well against the Red Sox, but I think I like him. Like I think he's legit. Mm-hmm. And, and Tanaka, I mean, look, I mean, last year he had his issues, but he's, he's just kind down. of yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not consistent. And Sonny Gray, well, you know, he's a that he was is what the he worst is. He's move. a yeah, because uh, he's, he's a, a fly ball pitcher in that mm-hmm. ballpark in this division where there's all small ballparks. Mm-hmm. I, I was telling I was telling Gabe Morency this. I said that like he was talking about Sonny Gray. I said Sonny Gray is nothing more than a 500 pitcher on the best team in baseball. You know, offensively he could still mm-hmm. make the argument maybe they're the best team in baseball. I said he's nothing more than a 500 pitcher on that team. It's the wrong ballpark for this guy. Right. I mean, he was a good pitcher uh, for the A's. The A's is a yep. pitcher's park. Uh, he was like a number one or number two starter there. But in the uh, AL West, they're all pitchers' mm-hmm. parks. Right. And uh, Jordan Montgomery, I mean, I don't think he'll ever become an ace, but I liked what he did. He came on last year in the second half, pitched better as the season went on, uh, pitched terribly two starts ago, but uh, I think it was last night he pitched pretty well. So you're right. I mean, I don't think this Yankee team is as good as advertised, but uh, we'll definitely compete. But uh, oh, when yeah. we come back, we'll talk more fantasy baseball, wave wire moves. Got lots of football talk, too. Got to talk about Dez. We'll be back with more Weekend Fantasy Update. If you're playing daily fantasy basketball on DraftKings or FanDuel this NBA season, you need to sign up for Daily Roto. Built by a team featuring millionaire maker winners and live final champions, Daily Roto's customizable projections, podcasts, strategy guides, and lineup optimizer will help you compete with the pros in a fraction of the time. Better yet, you can save 10% off using the promo code FNTSY. So go to dailyroto.com backslash premium to learn more about their product. And we're back. On the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, Joe Galina, Tony Sincata, Pete Considori producing our show. How's it going today, Pete? Call me off the guard I there. Going... I, I didn't have the... Yeah, yeah. It's just... You know, it's going well. That's all right. Yeah. Oh, okay. A little, little warm in the studio. Right. Well, going to be honest. Yeah, yeah. Well, don't Why worry. Uh, I, I, we don't have air conditioning? No, nah, it's 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 running, <laughs> but it ain't doing the job. I'm going to be honest with you guys. I had to take the sweatshirt off. Next is the pants. There you go. I'm, I'm glad this is just a radio-only show then. <laughs> I think a lot of people are you know glad. Weird ab- yeah, you know what's <laughs> weird about that is uh, when you get older, I think you just don't give a shit about anything. And um, <laughs> I, a lot of times I, I wear my pajamas anywhere. Like, I, I mm-hmm. go to the store, and I keep my pajama bottoms on. And I think there's a hole in my crotch where if you look, you could see my... <laughs> see my, uh, um, <laughs> thank, thank you for giving us the heads up to, to not look there uh, so we don't see past that hole, Tony. We appreciate that I just heads wanna, up. You know, I like to give people, yeah, a fair warning. And um, yeah. I just go, you know, whatever. I'd like to see uh, you walk out of the house in feety pajamas, but you live in no, Florida. It's yeah. probably, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a little too warm. Yeah, that. that sounds like a terrible no. idea. <laughs> yeah, no feety pajamas out here. <laughs> no. All right. I, well, you know, I see a lot of people walking around with their pajamas, so, it, you know, I don't know. It's just, a, a, like you said, people just don't care anymore. And why should they? No. Why should they care what other people think? But, no. uh, all right, let's be let's, your let's own person. Some, yeah, there you go. So let's talk some fantasy baseball, and then we got to talk some fantasy football because a uh, big move with Des Bryant, uh, obviously uh, in the news yesterday, getting cut by the by the Cowboys. I want to talk to you about that? But uh, Mets really, really hot, aren't they? Uh, best start of their lives. Eleven out of twelve, eleven and one. Uh, lost two catches though this week. Travis Darno, Tommy John surgery, Kevin Plawecki hairline fracture, out for three to four weeks. 
And, uh, you know, this makes me think back. I mean, I had always said that the, the Mets should have went after uh, LaCroix, Jonathan LaCroix, when he was available. Yes. Perfect guy for them because not only can he catch, but also can play first base. But uh, the latest rumor I heard was uh, JT Riamuto to the Mets. But I guess anytime that any team needs a catcher, uh, Riamuto's name is going to be brought up. Yeah. And, and it, it, I think that that's going to cost him. Like, I don't know the Mets prospect situation off the top of my head, uh, but mm. I would think that the names like Wheeler might uh, actually come into play there. Um, and it's interesting that he did get the one start this week, and um, mm-hmm. um, you wonder if that was part of it. Mm, could be. I mean, and, and Travis no. I mean, he was a, a cornerstone to that trade uh, where the trades, uh, the Mets had traded. Uh, he was in the Jose Reyes deal, right? Um, uh, with the Blue Jays, right? I mean, they, they had big uh, big prospects for uh, Dorno. They thought he was going to really be a big-time catcher. And, and all this oh, absolutely. does end up on the DL. It just uh, So, I mean, I, it's, it's going to be an issue. But uh, what, do you, what do you think about the, the Mets o- overall? Uh, do you think – I mean, we had talked about the Mets in previous shows, and I had said – that if everything falls right, because basically last year I thought everything fell wrong for them uh, in terms of injuries yes. and whatnot, but they do have some talent uh, on that team, especially the pitching staff, starting pitching. I'll tell you right now, I am. Sh- I-, I thought the pitching staff was going to be good. And in, in my drafts, I picked Matt Harvey in every league because he was going in like their 25th round. Um, yep, I have but- one a team. Their offense has played really well, and they've got timely hitting. Um, Jonas Cespedes has played well, and he looks like he's going to be there. Jay Bruce is going to be there. But you didn't expect anyone else to put anything up offensively. They got Michael Conforto back a little earlier than possible because we thought he was going to be back May 1st, and he uh, he came back there. So he's looked good. But the offense, to me, is the story that they're putting up runs every game. Yep, yep, and and a guy uh, that the Yankees were, might end up regretting not signing, uh, Todd Frazier, uh, hit a couple of home runs Friday night. Uh, batting average is up to two eighty two. I mean, uh, it's so early in the season that, you know, really doesn't matter. But do you think he's, uh, I mean, he's been a consistent home run hitter, but just over the past few years, he struggled uh, with the batting average. I mean, I was always hoping that he'd end up at a, a two fifty clip, but the past couple of years, he didn't. But, uh, I mean, he's a guy that uh, just, he's going to hit a lot of home runs for you. And I think he's just a good clubhouse presence. I mean, when, when yeah. you watch the Yankees in the playoffs, I mean, he's on the top of the steps. He's rallying the team. Just a, a good guy to have on your team. Uh, yeah, you know... I don't know how much I get into this whole clubhouse presence situation that people throw out there. Uh, but he's going to hit home runs. He, he could play yes. a various amount of positions, right? He could play a various mm-hmm. amount of positions. So you, you got to like that. And I think it was a guy that brought in. But we do know that he's going to go like 0 for 20 or 0 for 25 at some point. Yeah. And that batting yeah. average is going to be something that comes down. But, yeah, I think he was a great guy to bring into the team. And I'll tell you what, though, the Yankees mismatch at third base. Second, they haven't been really a problem. They've actually got it done there, and they saved a little money. Yeah. Uh, I am a little concerned with uh, Brandon Drury going down uh, with his injury because he's complaining of migraines and blurry vision. So, I mean, look, you have a hamstring problem, you know, that could be fixed with rest. You have a, bo- a broken bone, you know, you're out of commission for eight weeks. But... You know, how do you fix <laughs> a migraine and blurry vision condition? You know, uh, so I guess we'll see. But um, uh, back to the Mets, a guy that I, I think that kind of gets overlooked is Asdrubal Cabrera. You know, yes. I mean, not, not a great, great player, but when you look at his last uh, couple of years, right, in 2016, 23 home runs, 280 batting average. Uh, last year, 14 home runs. Uh, another 280 batting average, and uh, you know, I mean, he hasn't st- uh, stole uh, double-digit bases since 2014, but he he could steal maybe 10 for you if if, if uh, the time he's right. I mean, he's a guy that really gets overlooked. I have him on a bunch of teams, and there are a bunch of the 50-round uh, teams mm-hmm. that you put together and you don't pick up any because he plays every single position. And he yeah. has decent numbers, and nobody wants him on their team. So he was there in every draft, and guess what? With two weeks into the season, I picked him really late, but I 
He's been in my lineup both weeks. So, right. I mean, he's a guy. He, he hit fourth in games, people. How many second baseman shortstops are out there that hit fourth in the lineup? Right, right. And according to CBS, owned. Uh, so I'm surprised it's this high, but according to CBS, 67% of leagues. But like you said, he plays all over the place, eligible, second base, third base, shortstop, and obviously that makes him eligible middle and, uh, and corner infield as well. So uh, if he's on your waiver wire, he might be somebody that you might want to uh, uh, pick up, especially uh, this week we lost uh, Runyet Odor. Uh, hamstring. Yep. He looks like he's going to be out for three weeks or so. Elvis Andrus, uh, also on the on the Rangers, uh, fractured right elbow. He's going to be out six to eight weeks. Uh, so, and then uh, just earlier today, Tony Jonathan Scope, uh, the Orioles' second baseman, was placed on the ten day DL with an oblique. Yeah, yeah, and he's a guy that I, I've warmed up to over the years. I mean, you know, I was worried about hitting him hitting for average. I always knew he had the power, but past couple of seasons, he's put it all together. He's a guy that uh, fantasy owners, I mean fantasy analysts, had been waiting for the destruction and the fall apart for the last couple of years. And then what mm-hmm. happens is then fantasy owners are like, ah, I guess he's going to be all right. <laughs> yeah. Hey, <laughs> he certainly will. <laughs> that's how it's uh, worked out. No, he's uh, he's definitely the real deal. And, jeez, um, it's the way to go. I- I'll tell you what, Jonathan Scope, yeah, and it, 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 I guess, see, you're one of these guys that when you have six injuries to one team, I can understand why you think that there are more injuries than uh, ever <laughs> Yeah, maybe yeah, maybe, uh, maybe that's part of it, but uh, I guess we'll see. Uh, another guy that went down, uh, Adam Eaton, bone bruise in his uh, left ankle. So uh, to me, you know, I'm more interested now, even though he's slumping, uh, maybe a Michael Taylor, but another guy uh, – for the Nationals, Brian Goodwin is a guy that uh, you might want to, you know, take a look at at least. He's got some some power potential as well. I mean, now especially also, I like that, Goodwin uh, a lot. Yeah, yeah, and, but you have go ahead. It's very confusing there on the timetable on Adam Eaton. The coach uh, for the Nationals says that he will be back uh, quicker than expected. Yet there is no timetable for when he'll be back. <laughs> right. Well, if you thought he was going to be out for the rest of the year, he'll be back before that. Yeah, like that's the you know <laughs> we're not getting any help here. Like so, yeah. I, I you know I don't know if this is a month injury, two week injury, three months. Like I have no idea how long Eaton's going to be out. Right. And now you also have the situation where um, Victor Robles, their uh, top prospect, their outfielder, uh, he uh, hyperextended his left elbow. So uh, his call-up uh, is delayed as well. So uh, to me, like I said, you, you like uh, Brian Goodwin as well as I do. And even Michael mm-hmm. Taylor, like I said, he's been slumping. But la- last year, I mean, he's a kind of a guy that uh, he seemed to finally put it together. I've been waiting for him to put it together for a few years. And I, I think that you know, he has the potential to be like a high teen to maybe low 20 home run guy with, you know, 15 to 20 stolen bases if everything's rolling right for him. I got a legitimate question. How is the Atlanta Braves have been on fire, right? Great start to the season. Yeah, eight and five. Yeah, three and a half games yeah. behind the uh, Mets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, who would expect, you know, there's a team of right. young players, right? Right, yeah. And their pitching staff is shaky. Mm-hmm. But, uh, they're doing so well, and yet Kurt Suzuki's hitting fourth for them today. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Batting 259, catching for them. Yeah. I mean, when you you look at that lineup, I mean, Inciarte, he's been slumping, but uh, I expected some more from him. He, was, uh, I, I... he had a good year last year. Yeah, I think he's going to be a 300 hitter and get you 25, 30 stolen bases. So if someone's turned off from or if you're in one of those crazy leagues where they cut people, Mm -hmm. uh, pick him up. Pick him up. And he is a guy there. Do you know who leads the league in runs scored off the top of your head? No. And there are 19 more runs than any other team in baseball. That's the crazy part. Uh, Excuse me, 18 more runs. It's the L.A. Angels, and uh, there isn't a well, team yeah, that looks better to me than these guys. Yeah, uh, one twelve of their me. first 15, right? Yeah. Um, they look great, and 
the number two team in runs scored is a team I think we're all sleeping on, and that's the Pittsburgh Pirates. They made those moves with McCutcheon and Garrett Cole, and everybody thought that they were rebuilding in the future. I really think that this Pirates team is actually better than they were last year. They could use Cole, but offensively, I like I like this team a lot. Yeah, I think they're closer than everyone expected. I mean, they've got a very good first baseman, Josh Bell. Right? Yeah, and uh, people don't realize that Marte and Polanco were out last year almost the whole year. Yeah, I'm a very, and I think we spoke about this a week or two ago. I was very high on Polanco because uh, he's finally healthy. I mean, just before he had his injury uh, problem, uh, season before last, looked like he was on his way to uh, fully developing his, his potential. I mean, he's a 25-25 guy, I, I think, eventually, no? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, I think that, yeah. I think that's, you know, it's hard to go out and predict 25-25 for any player because it, it's such a, a big number. But, yeah, he's right around that. And um, I'll tell you what, you want to talk about one of the worst teams that I've seen play this season, and it's based on – when I say the worst, based on expectations, it's the Cubs. Their offense has been pitiful. Uh, I really wonder. I've never been a Joe Madden fan at all. And mm-hmm. I think Joe Madden's the, the biggest me guy in sports. And I, I kind of wonder. Himself, huh? Oh, yeah. I kind of wonder yeah. if the Cubs are going to have to make a change because you just get tired of this guy with the different weird hats, everybody talking about me. Uh, we're going to do this. You know, we're going to wear funny suits on the plane so more people will talk about me. I'm going to do more interviews so people will talk about me. And I, I, I kind of wonder if this team is going to be a team that – because you look at the talent and then the changing of the lineups all the time. Here's the thing. Yes. When you go to work, I don't care what job you do. I don't care if you're a gardener. I don't care if you work at McDonald's. You want to know what your expectations are. And if you're a mm-hmm. player on the Cubs and you don't know if you're going to play one day to the next, that's a problem. And that's a problem to have. They got they got Chris Bryant and Anthony Rizzo when they're healthy that'll play every day and Wilson Contreras, right? Mm-hmm. Those three positions are locked in. Javi Baez always talks about Maybe he's going to play second. Maybe he's going to play short. Addison Russell, Ian Happ, they move to the outfield. Kyle Schwoba plays every other day. Jason Hayward gets paid millions of dollars. He doesn't know if he plays every day. And right. then you have Ben Zobris walking around. He's been around forever. He wasn't supposed to play, but he plays every day. Like, this team is so – I just think you can't win like that. That's a that's an excellent point, and you're you're right. I mean, Hap uh, at the start of the season, we thought he was going to be the everyday leadoff hitter, but uh, I, I know he led off last night, uh, but he was slumping and he was moved out of that uh, leadoff spot. Yeah, I didn't spot. even include and, Al Mora in the in, in, in yeah. who leadoff right, lead right. sometimes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, that's a great point in terms of not knowing what you're going to be, where you're going to be playing, or where you're going to be playing the lineup. I mean, it is you know. You have a mindset, like an approach to to your everyday yeah. job. You're right. Yeah. Let me let me let me. I can actually break it down even more. Every team has 13 hitters, 12 or 13 hitters, and the rest are pitches. Right. So the pitches we all know about. You know, when you get a pitch, and the rest go in the bullpen, whatever. But mm-hmm. so that means that every guy that shows in that Cubs locker room and then looks at the wall to see if his name's in the lineup. Every game, the Cubs have four players pissed off because they thought there was a chance that they would play. Hmm. Yeah, and you mentioned Zobris. Zobris is playing because of Rizzo's injury, right? He's had yeah. had a back injury, uh, but uh, and he's actually been playing pretty well. He really well, yeah. Yeah, well, but you mentioned Al, Al Moore as well. I mean, they they have so much ta- so much talent, uh, and. Uh, they're just juggling around, and, and I, I see what you're saying about Madden. I mean, it, it's it seems to be more about uh, him showing that he could win by just you know yeah. pressing the right button every single day. Yeah, and he almost cost the team the world the one World Series they won, and that would have been the greatest thing ever uh, if he had done that. But uh, he got look, he had too much talent, and they overcame it. Um, this this is a team that I think has too much talent. I mean, the pitching staff's great. Um, they get Rizzo back healthy. They, the batting order is good. And I'll tell you what, it's going to be really, really interesting if this team stays right around 500 because St. Louis looks better. They're only 500 on their record, but they look to be they're better than I thought they would be. Milwaukee's got a great offense, no pitching. And I, like I said, I like the Pirates uh, this year. So I think the division's good, a lot better than I anticipated. 
Yeah, no, I agree. And, uh, you know, like you said about St. Louis, uh, I mean, Luke Weaver last night, uh, six innings, seven strikeouts. Uh, they kept some talent on that team. It's going to be interesting yep. to see how the uh, NL Central shakes out. We'll be back with more Fantasy Baseball Talk. You're listening to the Weekend Fantasy Update on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. Welcome back to Weekend Fantasy Update on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Joe Galina and Tony Sincata. thanks for spending part of your weekend with us. And hey, we want to remind you to dominate your DraftKings and FanDuel Major League Baseball contests this summer and do it with Daily Roto's MLB Projections and Optimizer. Go to dailyroto.com slash premium and save 10% with the promo code FNTSY to use all the same tools and projections that have produced four, that's four millionaire winners and millions more in total winnings than that. So uh, head over to dailyroto.com slash premium and save 10% with the promo code FNTSY and see the results for yourself. Tony, I, I know you don't watch uh, too much TV other than sports, and I tip my cap to you because that's why you're such a great analyst. Because uh, you know, uh, you know, you're you're on top of everything. Yeah, but, uh, that and but I did watch Fox News all last night because I wanted to make sure my my that uh, your plan was put into place. Yeah, that everything was working <laughs> out. So I spent a couple hours on Fox News last night. Mm-hmm. I, I, and I switch. I go from uh, Fox to CNN to, to MSNBC. Yeah. MSNBC, did you hear what happened last night? No, what happened? I think the guy, is the guy, is the host named Kevin Williams on MSNBC? Uh, I think it's, is, is he the guy that used to be the their anchor and then he lied? And now they put him on at 11 o'clock at night? Like he used to be there. Yeah. Oh, okay. I don't think it's Kevin right, Williams. So, I forget what his name is. Yeah. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, uh, to find out. So I think he was drunk last night. What? Because... Yeah, and, um, he he kept calling Trump Obama. No, he didn't. Yeah, Brian Brian Williams. That's his name. Yeah, Brian Williams. He kept calling him <laughs> Obama. Really? Yeah. Was he slurring his speech at all, or just uh, the, just using that? I mean, how could you no. get too confused? Yeah, they don't look anything alike. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, this guy's uh, had his issues, this Brian Williams, man. And they yeah. fi- finally, he was taken to task. He claimed that he was, like, embedded with the troops or something like that when he was covering uh, yeah. the Iraq War. I think that was the story. And just the fact that he's still on television news is amazing, right? Because he was the—he was NBC's star. Like, you know, he did the, the, the main telecast at 6.30 on NBC, and now he's on at 11 o'clock. <laughs> but, so uh, what, what, yeah, what's I, up with this guy? He must have pictures of somebody, right? I guess, uh, yeah. Brian, uh, Brian Williams confuses Trump with Obama. Internet reacts. It doesn't take much to create a social media frenzy. Brian Williams, the former host of NBC Nightly News, and the 11th hour with Brian Williams was trending on Twitter early Saturday after mistakenly referring to President Trump as President Obama. Jesus Christ. Uh, you, know, you know what? I, <laughs> if, I was, if I was the head of NBC... At the commercial break, there'd be someone else sitting at that chair. Yes. Right. Um, you know, you know, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, Brian Williams was called away on assignment, and uh, <laughs> uh, you know. Uh, so yeah, Brian's uh, got a little little problems. Twitter was buzzed yeah. about him last Unless, night. Unless you know and, what, uh, I have to say, it's wrong what he did. But you know, so, some of these guys, I guess, 
well, I was going to make an excuse and say, you know, that maybe he was called in because nobody really knew that the story was going to break at the time that it did. But the yeah. guy hosts an 11 o'clock show every night. So it's not like, you know, he was he could have been out on a Friday night and having dinner and a few drinks and surprisingly being called in. Oh, that's true. No, but it can't be. It, it can't be in this case because he hosts a show at eleven o'clock every night. You know, unless they, so, he was on, he was expected to be on vacation. That just doesn't so. Make here's sense. what happened. Here's the quote from Brian. It all started nine o'clock Eastern time with about a five minute address by President Obama. Here's a portion of that. <laughs> oh jeez. Oh. Uh, Jesus. Uh, I don't know, man. So you know what? If you ever feel down about yourself, and you know maybe you're not happy with the work that you're doing, or you're not thinking that you're accomplishing anything, just think of guys like you know Brian Williams. Think of uh, guys like Matt Lauer who had it all and kind of just lost it. I mean, then you'll feel yeah. But the problem is, right? They still got a lot of cash. They still got a lot of cash. I know. Takes the money back, right? I know. Yeah, yeah. Because Lauer was making from the Today Show about twenty million. Twenty-five mil. Like all he has to do is move to France, and no one will know who he is. And right. he could have a nice life. Yeah. You know, he's got to give, I guess, half to his, his wife because they're getting divorced. What He's selling, you know, multi, multi-million dollar properties in the Hamptons. So you're right. I mean, look, you know, his, his career is done, but his bank account's still full. But uh, Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, so. Uh, you think Scott Engel some... ever confused? um Scott Engel ever confused <laughs> <laughs> confused Vladimir Putin with Gorbachev? Uh, I find it hard to believe that he would even, uh, you know, talk about them. No, either know who either of those two play- people are. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just be honest. Yeah, he didn't know the yeah. pre- he didn't know the vice. I remember back in the day when I was working on the show with him and Sussman, he didn't know who Vice President Mike Pence was. Really. Yeah. Hmm. Well, again, he's fo- he's fo- he's focused on, on on the Mets on on NASCAR. So I, I guess you know. <laughs> um. Hey, you know. All right. Okay. Uh, so back to some uh, fantasy baseball. Uh, service time. Right, uh, that's a big uh, topic in terms of when uh, some of the bigger stars are going to be called up, and I, I, I didn't realize this, but I guess it's different for each player because uh, Ken Rosenthal uh, <laughs> was saying that you have to spend 20 days in the minors to delay free agency and not 16. Right? I, I'll tell so, you right uh, now. I think the yeah. whole thing is made up because nobody knows the <laughs> rules. Right? Right. How is right. No nobody knows what day. Rule? Yeah. Nobody knows the exact day. Nobody knows the like. Does someone just it's call you different. and say, "Oh yeah, now it's okay"? Like, right, right. This can't like. Why is this an inexact science? Right. Well, supposedly it's not an exact science. Like, supposedly Ronald Acuna could have been called up uh, on April thirteenth, Friday. Okay. Right? But Gleyber Torres, he's not eligible to come up until April eighteenth, and I think that's because that they have to spend. At least twenty days in the minors. Uh, at a, I, mean, I think I it's at a red a... roof inn. I think they have to stay twenty <laughs> nights in a red roof inn with their minor league travels, and then they're allowed to come up. If they, they if they deviate in like one time, uh, get to stay at the Holiday Inn Express, those don't count. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, it, it is crazy, right? Uh, and what's the other one? The other date that. Uh, that the, the the super two day that's another day that nobody yeah. knows when that's going to happen you know yeah uh, i don't know i guess it keeps some people employed because they're the only ones who know it right they, they, i really and i don't think they even have a formula i just think they pick a date out and then they try to confuse people so they can keep their mm-hmm. job right right good strategy but, though yeah yeah I got to think of something like that. But uh, uh, Ronald Acuna, like I said, supposedly could have came up on uh, April 13th. And, and, you know, he had such a hot spring, right? And this is one of the things I don't like about, about doing this. And I understand it's a business. It's all economics. But them sending him down back to the minor leagues, he was on fire against uh, Major League Pitching. Now he goes, he's batting 120 uh, in his first 27 plate appearances. And, uh, you know, when you look at the – you talked about the Braves playing a lot better than we expected. They've won uh, eight of their first 13. 
And uh, right now, I mean, Preston Tucker is playing uh, left field. I mean, he's batting 308, had a uh, couple of hits and three RBIs last night. Um, and you got Nick Marcakis. I mean, at this stage, I think I would wait on, on calling up Acuna, no? I mean, you're not going to bring him up when he's batting at 120. I, I think that's a, a great call. But I got to say, sometimes they get bored like and disappointed by being back in the minors when they've already accomplished so much. That mm-hmm. and, and the same thing. It's only been 10 days, so what do we do here? Um, but there's no problem with keeping them down there. I think it's really going to be interesting when they do call them up on who stays and who's out. Because right. I look at it as a team building for the future, and they should mm-hmm. play their young guys. And Tucker's playing great. Keep him in the lineup and put um, and put Nick Marcakis on the bench. I mean, it doesn't yeah. make sense to me. But I can't believe how much they love Nick Marcakis. Yeah, you know, and he's a guy that's uh, been in, you know, my view fantasy wise for years right how how old is this guy now i mean I, you know uh you know and he never really materialized into the power hitter that i thought he would be i get but, an uh, argument all the time with fantasy people about this guy he's 34 years of age yeah, yeah. and the reason i say wow. he's with the orioles get, right in the past yeah yeah the reason yeah, yeah. i get into arguments with is that people say oh if you have injuries you can just go pick up nick Marcakis. and i say this all the time what does he bring you fantasy wise He's mm-hmm. in the home runs, you lose. In right. run scored, you lose. He's less than average. RBIs might be average. In batting average, um, he's better than average. And he has no stolen yeah. bases. So mm-hmm. uh, I don't understand what you get from him. Mm-hmm. And if you look at his career, like I, I was mentioning before, uh, first, I don't know, five, four or five years of his uh, career, yeah, he was a guy that could get you upper teens, yeah. low 20 home runs, and it kind of just faded from there. Like, he never materialized it to the player that I thought he would be. But I- I'm with you on this, and I think we even talked about this last week. If you do call up Acuna, and that's a good call on your part to say, hey, you know, maybe he just got bored. And Yeah, it is only 27 plate appearances. But uh, Marquecas, to me, if you're a team that's building for the future, he's a guy that, that rides the bench. And I know he's... He's he's playing fairly well with that 288 batting average, but uh, you know I, I'm not going to sit Tucker because Tucker could be no. part of your future. No, yeah, no, Tucker definitely can be. That would be the craziest thing for them to do, and um, mm-hmm. it's insane. I'm looking at some of my leagues right now, and man, these standings go so up and down. People don't react to your standings no matter what you do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean. Uh, you know, I had been towards the bottom, like you, like you said at the top of the show. I had been towards the bottom in one league. All of a sudden, now I'm in fourth place. So it's like you know, you know, and within striking distance of of uh, you know first place. So you know, these first couple weeks, be patient, right? But uh, Gleyber Torres is another guy uh, similar to Ronald Acuna, you know, the Yankees' top uh, prospect. He's eligible to come up <laughs> on April 18th. He's been. Super red hot uh, down to AAA. And uh, Miguel Andahar and Tyler Wade, uh, they've been slumping for the Yankees. So, And like I said, we don't know when Brandon Jury is going to come back. So, I mean, it would be interesting to see if Torres gets called up later this week. I, I think that – do you think the Yankees are into the young prospects or do you think Labor Torres is the guy that goes to bring in a pitcher? I think at this stage, uh, they're going to hold on to him and see what they have. And at this stage, I think they're very disappointed that that Miguel Andahar didn't show up uh, any 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 better so far. I mean, it's only you know a week or so that he's been in the major leagues, and he seems to be coming on a little bit. I think he had a couple of hits last night. Yeah, but, I thought. Uh, yeah, because he, he, here's 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 what the Yankees have to do. Here's the Yankee situation. If you're going to keep Torres and he's not part of a move, I don't think you can bring him up move. and you can play him. But if you go like Yankees in the past and he's a guy going to move and somewhere down the line you're going to bring in, you know, Zach Greinke or someone like that, Clayber Torres, I don't think you bring him up the majors and expose him to that because then you're taking a risk. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh 
you know, when, when you talk about bringing up a guy to the majors and exposing them to risk of, like, ruining their reputation, yeah. they went Mankata, right? Yes. 42%, <laughs> <laughs> 42% oh, strikeout rate. And, and I, I got to be honest. Still, yeah. I keep playing him in daily fantasy because he's hitting leadoff and his salary keeps dropping and dropping. Right, right. And, right, right. and then you get to a point, you know, he's $2,400 because he sucks. And, um, <laughs> right, right. And you're right. I mean, the strikeouts are there. I just here's the thing. I I get the Yoan Makata love back in the day because the guy has a perfect body. Like mm-hmm. this is a huge man that runs well and is gifted athletically. But how many of them do we see fail at baseball? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm not ready to give up on him totally. I really am not. But you're but, at least questioning you know, when, it now. Absolutely. Yeah, you're wondering, you know, the, the Red, first of all, you know, why did the Red Sox give up on him? You know, and well, then, Chris Sale. You know, just, I mean, it's not like they, everybody yeah, says that. Why did the Red They yeah, got Chris okay. Sale. Come on. I mean, let's. Uh, he's a, Yeah, he's okay. Yeah. And he's only but 22, you know, Moncada, too. So. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Thing. Like I said, I'm not, I'm not giving up on him, but there's, I, I don't see any improvement. You know, if anything, it seems to be getting a little worse. Uh. I'll tell you right. I'll tell you the funniest thing is that I don't think people remember Nelson Cruz was one of these prospects that every time he came up he sucked, and people will call him a quadruple A player. And I really believe there's no such thing as a quadruple A player for the people out there that are slow. Quadruple A play means you dominate at AAA, but you're not good enough to play in the, in the pros. And right. my feeling is a quadruple A player. Is just never given enough time at the pro level. Like they come up for a month and they struggle, so they go back to the minors. Well, anyone could have a bad 30 days in baseball. I mean, we fail 70% of the time when you're a great player. Right. So I think if you leave the guy up, the guy will be what he is. And Nelson Cruz must have came up three or four times before it finally at 27 years of age, he put it all together. Yeah. Uh, you know, Look, I see what you're talking about. I mean, and like I said, I'm not ready to give up on this guy. But, you know, you've heard so much. You know, he, the the reputation behind him is that he's a can't-miss uh, prospect. Yeah. And, and so far, you know, he's, he's missing. He's a 221 hitter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> with no uh, power. Yeah. And you know what? Even with the Red Sox double-A uh, team in 2016, uh, he had a, a almost a thirty-one percent strikeout rate. So yeah. this isn't like something new, you know. Like I said, thirty-one percent strikeout rate in the Double A team. Uh, Twenty seventeen, he got uh, two hundred thirty-one plate appearances with the White Sox big league club, thirty-two percent strikeout rate. And now, so far, fifty-seven plate appearances and a forty-two point one percent strikeout rate. So uh, you know maybe the biggest this guy problem just needs is, to though? a reset in the Triple A. The biggest problem is this is a guy in his first two years in minor league baseball stole 85 bases. Now yeah. in his major league career, in three different seasons, he has three stolen bases at right. the major league level. Right. That's huge. Yeah. So what does that tell you? That tells you that is it is it him? Is it is it the the, the way that the team uh, plays their game? It's got to be him because they batted him leadoff. I think they expected him to steal some bases. Yeah. All right, we'll be back with more fantasy baseball talk. We'll be talking fantasy football. You're listening to Weekend Fantasy Update. 